Welcome to Chasing the Chaos. Where like the storm chasers, we chase the chaos of the storm. We take the mayhem of mainstream media and spice it up with an interesting twist. Honey, like close the windows, we're flying by like Inglewood. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's literally on our hands because of what we did. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This all is right. getting chaotic. So Biden's got the seven point lead over Trump, according yeah, to the New you. York Post. The New York poll uh, uh, showed and. and like Come here, Joe. Biden's, there it is. There it is. Biden's, Biden's crushing, absolutely crushing Donald Trump in this poll. Now, do I think that this is the end-all, be-all poll? I mean, it's in the New York Post, so of course I do. If you haven't been living under a rock for the past few years, we're sure you've seen a Trump 2024 sign or heard some news around the upcoming presidential election. Some people are quick to pick a side, while others stand vaguely in the middle. In an attempt to equalize the grounds, the nonprofit organization No Labels is aiming to add a third candidate into the mix, hopefully someone younger. With all opinions aside, I'm sure many can agree that the 2024 presidential election is coming in hot. If you were a possible third candidate for this upcoming election, what are some problems you want to address in the United States? I mean, honestly, I'd start with gun reform. Like, you know, that's been a hot topic recently. And both Biden and I'm pretty sure Trump have done very minimal in discussing gun reform. It's not just the age. It's not just the access to weapons. It's actually the mental stability behind the people purchasing the weapons. So there's a lot going on here. And to me, it's just like bad versus bad. Like we don't have many options here. It's just bad versus bad. Like Trump has no prior experience being a politician before he was president. And he's already under allegations, like multiple cases himself. Keeping him, keeping his mouth shut would be the best thing because the more he keeps talking, the more he keeps running his mouth, the more things are going to be uncovered. He just had his indictment. So a lot of that, that's just going to be uncovered. And Biden as well, he he's shown that he's for the people, but at the same time, he's barely aiding in a lot of the person change that people are saying like, hey, Truthful. we want, yeah, we want people like gun reform. We want, I don't, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it too much, but I do know gun reform is one of the biggest ones. And both parties are both significantly older and more experienced in this field. So leaving the younger candidates, like you mentioned, Jordan, they're leaving them in the dust. So both parties are involved in, on top of this, both parties are involved in scandalous activities and under investigation for at least one thing. So it's not like we have one, we don't have a lot of options and two, we don't have good options if that. Okay. Um, I'm going to, that was a good point. Yeah, by the way. that, that was a, that was a great point. Uh, I will say though that there is one positive on each of them, right? The one positive on Biden, he was worried about, you know, people being racist and people having a civil war and that type right. of thing. Mm-hmm. I will say that he was worried about that. That's the, that's the main reason why he got elected to be president. Right. For me though, Trump does have a good side to him and the good side that benefits this world is he ran the United States like a business. Everything was going up in our end and down in the other. That was the one good thing with Trump. I will say that we were getting, so people in general, people were getting paid more, right? And then after that, prices started dropping. What happened when Biden came back? All right. Well, now prices are back up and we're getting shit pay. I mean, it, 
You see what I'm getting at? Like there is there is good and there is bad sides to it. I will say the one thing that I would change if I was that third candidate would be one prices and money and the way it works. I will say that. And then the second thing that I would change, like you were saying, is the gun reform and all that, because we're on record pace to breaking the amount of mass yep. shootings this year. Oh yeah. That's insane. That's that's awful. So to fix that in any way possible, I'm gonna put that rule there that's like, all right, well, we need to we need to fix this. And even adding on to that is of all the news that I've been seeing recently, it's been to the point where a lot of gun uh, mass murders and all of that, not even mass murders, just gun murders. Mm-hmm. They're not even hitting breaking news anymore because of how it's frequent so it average. is. That's what it's, I'm saying. And that's a problem. It definitely is a problem. And there's a lot of other problems that I would love to address if I were to be we, running as a third candidate. Yeah, we talk about sides all the time, right? We talk about, you know, Republican and Democrat sides. Obviously, we have one on one side and one on the other. Now we just need that third party candidate to just be in the middle. For me, it's never been for the people. It's always just been Republican versus Democrat. Yeah. yeah. No mention versus it's either people. it's either it's either to for our presidents, right? Recently, anyways, in our lifetimes, it's always been to either, you know, boost the Democrats, boost the Republicans, or boost the government. It's never been to boost the people. Exactly. And that's something that we need. We need that third party to be like, all right, well, I agree with some of this stuff and I agree with some of that stuff, but I don't agree with you know what's like something what they weird were saying though, at all. That I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of politicians when it comes to elections they make promises for the people for the people and then at the end of it all it's the same result like the people are unsatisfied right like the wall what like the wall the wall was a promise made from donald trump that never happened right and then with biden with biden prices and stuff like that you know that was his promise towards the people and then that didn't happen the take on like biden's promise that kind of directly affected me was his climate pledges. Yep. There was a lot of climate pledges that really drew me to some of Biden's points um, in the election in general. And um, he hasn't really been obeying or kind of going along the lines of what he was promising. So it kind of distracts me. And it doesn't even, and it's not even that he hasn't been doing anything. That's, that's like, the thing is like he when have we heard him say anything about whatever or do something about whatever? When's the last time we heard from Biden? Seriously. So before I get to your point, Live Zone, I do want to bring it back to the whole climate talk where it's not even been the government or it's not even been the political and presidential candidates that have been making that climate change. It's been people like Elon Musk. It's been people like the real big rich billionaires that have been engineers exactly that have been making oh we're going to do electric cars we're going to look for greener fuel look at if we're just going to take it for cars look at lamborghini look at porsche they've been making greener fuel they've been looking for hybrids and that kind of field so would you say that like the presidents or like some politicians are mainly focused on the sustainable business side rather than the sustainability of the nation in general right and that's why i was going to bring it back to live zones point because one thing I have seen with Biden is he did promise that gas prices would go down and they did go down because we all remember the point where oh getting goodness. regular gas was like four bucks. And I now was, it's like, what, I was three? ready to fucking at least take a when trip to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. But, but you have to remember before they went down, they also skyrocketed even higher than $4. And that was because of him as well. 
So for well, me, to an extent, some of the stuff that implement that influenced that was out of his control. Like, was it though? Well, I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think the United States really wanted like the all the controversy and all the war in Russia and Ukraine that implemented all the um, blockages when it comes to importations in the United States, including these sanctions that are going around our foreign country, like trading trains with like China with. With, I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but I do know China is one of the biggest players for trading with the United States. And on top of that, we have the debt of the United States that's owed to numerous other countries. Now, so I mean, I, I want to get into this because when Biden was first became president, there was a nuke list from Russia that they had on us where they were going to put nukes and everything like that. Oh, wait, a, like a map around the yes. U.S.? I yes. heard about that. Yeah. yeah, so that's when Biden got elected. So the way that I'm looking at it is when it comes to around the world, they look at Biden as a joke. That's what I'm seeing. And when Trump was involved and when Trump was there, nobody wanted to mess with the United States. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to be buddy-buddy with us because he they knew that he would push that red button. So that's that's why I mean everybody like Wait. they both have their good and bad points, but we just need somebody that's right there in the middle. You I know? just I just don't see Donald Trump like becoming president again. Yes, I understand he has a big ass fan base, like bigger than Andrew Tate, but like <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, he has like a really big fan base, but I have a feeling his political controversies are really going to get in the way of his success. Agreed, because well. Are we talking for Biden or are we talking for Trump? Trump. Yeah, Trump. Trump. Then I agree. Because a lot of, like we've mentioned before, because a lot of the the controversial activities and a lot of the scandalous activities that are happening in his life, really, all of the things like we mentioned before, his indictment, a lot of the trials that he's been going to, all of the allegations against him, all of that's getting in the way of him actually becoming president. So whether or not he has a large fan base, that's still a problem for him because- that a lot of that is going to be a lot to handle. It's like legal congestion. Exactly. Like, how it's, do you get rid of that? You can't. Like it's just gonna follow you. You rig it. That's the problem. You rig it. That's how you get rid of that. And that's the problem right there. It's it's staged. Yeah. It's and, literally staged. And you, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you to a point. I'm going to agree with you to a point as well. I agree with you that he will not be in office. I don't think that Biden will be either. I think that so, Trump has a better chance than Biden, but I think that both of them won't be in office. We're in 2023 and they're already looking for a third party to get involved in 2024 for the president candidate race. That third party is who they're going to push and that's who's going to be president. Right. You know what? Let's bring it back to that no labels company of how they're looking for that third candidate. They're trying to find someone that's not Democratic. They're trying to find someone that's not Republican. They're hopefully, like we said, homo- someone younger. So they're trying to find someone that's going to truly appeal to the people and truly find this change that we're looking for and actually listen to the voices. But well, at the end of the day, it won't be that. It will be one side or the other. Now, that's just how it goes. If you guys were to be like running for this election and you were to be the third party, yep. what would be some things you would change? Everything. Everything in the United States right now would change. Our government, our our presidential system, everything. I would change everything about it. And the reason why is because, honestly, looking at you know all the wars that we could have been part of and looking at all the enemies that we have right now, the United States needs to change. I'll say I wouldn't change it the entire thing, but I would change 
the processes of how it occurs. Exactly. Because that, that's what I meant. That's okay. What I meant. Because I think that democracy is extremely crucial for the United States. While we still have, let's just say this, we don't have much of an option, but at least we have options that we can vote exactly. for. Exactly. Like, like it's not communism or a dictatorship. Exactly. So it's like, oh, Let's just say it was a dictatorship. It's and just like Trump or Biden. They're just like, oh, I want this. We can't say anything and about you, it. You know, you know, I really am. I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from this, but like, why can't we see a woman in the election as a third party person? I don't why, see why not. Yeah, why can't we have that? You know what I mean? Like, yes, I agree. Don't bring Hillary Clinton there, but. At the same time, why can't we? There are a lot of intellectual political females that would be perfect for this slot. Like exactly. they know how to work the system. They know they'll listen to the people because yeah. it's it's honestly just science of how females are more emotional than males. So they're going to appeal to the people because they can feel what what's going on. And like all of the pain that's going on. Still to this day. It scares me a bit. It scares me a bit because you know, you were mentioning before how people already see Joe Biden as weak. People see women sometimes as weak as well. And I feel like I I would totally love to have a female president. And no, if we had a great candidate, I, candidate, I would vote for a woman. But as a, a fear as a woman would be maybe potentially being like seemed as weak. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I, I think it depends on the candidate. I think it right. also depends on the um, policies that the nation is representing. And and not even just that. I, like I said, it depends on the candidate. Because if we have a candidate that's a female that's, you know, not doing, you know, good for us like Trump and like Biden, and they have their good but bad points and are not for the people, obviously, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. But if we're talking about from that middle thing, like that middle person that we're talking about that's not on one side or the other I think it could work I think it could be something different and it's something that the United States needs yeah at first everybody's going to be like oh well why did they do that but then afterwards if this female you know it could be the best thing that's ever happened to the United You're States right. and then after that other people are going to get on the train with it so mm-hmm. I think I think it could be a good thing I think it could be a great thing I just I don't know. Something something needs to happen where the United States changes in yeah. some way. Yep. It definitely in some way. So if I were to make any changes, I would really want to promote like peace and love and sustainability. And also I wanted to address funding for security and training when it comes to facilities and hospitals. I wanted to restructure that in a sense of just realigning the way we are taught to treat people in facilities and the protocols that go with certain situations. Cause there's a different dynamic reaction for different things. And I, I really want to advocate for the people who can't speak for themselves, who are in institutions and in facilities and rely on people's care. You know, I like that. I do want to like get back to that. Cause I actually like your view and what needs to happen for a change for the United States. That, that's what I mean. Something needs to change for us to be like, oh, okay. You know, I, uh, I like that. Something that I want to do, like even if I was like running or not, something that I would really want to do is I would want to fund my money to establish maybe not a company, but fund security when it comes to housing for people on the spectrum. That's what I mean. That would be my 
You know what? No, that would be the thing I would change. I would use Finland's prototype. I was just thinking about that. For homelessness to get yeah. 0% homelessness. I was in the just thinking States. about that. I was thinking about that as that. well. And then also like incorporating realms of security all the way from like physical, emotional to cyber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's I, lots of I, realms I, to be fixed. Yeah. There's Let's a get lot to work. Of, yeah, <laughs> there's, work. There's a lot of things that needs to be, you know, changed or fixed or tweaked or whatever you want to call it. But I want to know based off of what we know now that they're looking for a third party candidate that we're obviously, they're obviously talking about the Trump and Biden to, you know, push forward that third party. Do you think the third party actually has a chance in this election? Yes. Yes. And that's a very hesitant. Yes. Because I wouldn't say very hesitant, but it's a hesitant. Yes. And the only reason for that is because, like I said before, we have two prominent parties that know their way in a political system. Whether or yeah. not that third person is what we need, not what we want, but what we need. Okay. So they have, uh, Biden and Trump both have more experience in the political field and manipulating the field. They have more experience in actually participating in the field. So that third party that comes along, whether or not they actually have some, at least some of that experience, they have less of a chance getting in with like the big dogs. See, and that's the thing that I wanted to bring up is that's that manipulation part that all the other newscasts bring. I th- I'm not hesitant at it with it at all. They're disguising that third party so it rises to the top. I think the third party definitely has a chance. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Getting off of some controversial news, we are going to head into some pretty upsetting news that t- takes a turn into some really good news. Stay tuned for more. It's a common theme to associate the Kentucky Derby with fun hats and sparkling drinks. And to be honest, we did too until we started to read headlines and titles of horse mistreatment. Horse trainer Safi Joseph Jr. has been indefinitely suspended from the Kentucky Derby and other races following the sudden deaths of Parents Pride and Chasing Artie, his two popular racehorses. It's fair to say that other places, such as Colorado, are also implementing ethical codes of conduct when it comes to mistreatment of horses and their habitats. So I got a question for you. What rules and regulations would you implement as the owner of the Kentucky Derby? One, I would make sure all the horses are well fed and hydrated. I feel like um, they're worked really hard. I feel like um, I would definitely limit the hours that they're worked. I feel like people overwork their horses as well, which causes them to overheat. Now, I have a question because I don't really watch the Kentucky Derby a lot. Okay. Is it inside or outside? Outside. So it's outside. It's on an outside track. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's my change right there. I would get an air-conditioned um, an air-conditioned stadium. An indoor stadium, yeah, kind of like Gillette? Sta- kind of. Well, they're not indoor. Gillette isn't indoor? No. Oh, wait. Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta I was indoor. thinking about... So, so I would get an indoor stadium for them, for the track and everything like that, air conditioned and stuff like that. So they don't overheat. Another thing that I would be implementing is one, you cannot put your horses in such condition to like tire them out or whatever. Once they're tired, that's it. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't join the race. And there, there must be like a, a, a limit or a say in, you know, how tired they're getting. I, um, heating conditions. Definitely number one, though. I think the heating condition and everything like that for the Kentucky Derby is mainly the reason why that the horses are in such conditions in the yeah. be- to be 
begin with and to end with. Yeah. And I think that an indoor air conditioned stadium would fix that. I actually want to. I actually want to piggyback off of that. If we do, if there was an outdoor event, it wouldn't necessarily be outdoor. It'd more be like a stadium that's inside, but it have like the top roof gone. So it's not really on the horses, but it's still like you're getting that natural air. But it's also still shaded for the horses. And also, I'd add something to where a horse has to be stuck, or not really stuck, but it has to be. Yeah, under contract, if you want to call it, with one particular rider yeah, for a, a long racer for a certain period of time. Because I agree. with horses, you have to form that kind of bond. It's worth animals, really. You have to form that kind of bond for them to cooperate with you properly. If you just hop from racer to racer, horse is going to be like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. And the fact that they're literally beaten mid-race to go faster. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen the end of the horse races where they take that little like whip thing and they'll just like slap them on the butt for it to make them go faster. That's literally what they do mid-race and they're just harming the, her- the horse on purpose so they can try and win the race. Like machines, for me, because when I say I'm a racer, I'm a car racer. So machines are completely different from living things. You can yeah. literally beat up a car and mm-hmm. just be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put a new engine. Oh, I'm gonna put exactly. in a new- new turbo. Yeah. You can't do that with an animal. Well, yeah. that's the thing with yeah. racing is racing should be strictly jo- just towards machines. It shouldn't be structured towards animals or living things at all. And that's when it gets because tricky of that reason. with ethics. Because of that reason, you can't just be like, oh, we're just going to replace the horse's legs. Right. We, you can't do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, actually, um, I was reading about this and some of the horses got injured so bad they had to be euthanized. And like their bones like just... I'm pretty sure nine of the horses that were in the Kentucky Derby died. I want to yeah. say seven to nine around that I want to say seven originally plus these two. Yeah. Parents pride in chasing yeah. Artie. So now I have a question for you guys. Okay. And it's, it has nothing to do with this. The acts of Safi Joseph Jr. Do you think that is just as bad as say Michael Vick with dogs? Because I put that in the same category. Do you, do you know about Michael Vick? Say it, Not summarize really. a little bit. All right, so Michael Vick was a was a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons for the time, and he was he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best quarterback in the league. He had speed. He could run. Nobody could touch him. He so was what did he do, out. like illegally breed dogs or something, like make them fight? No, he took, well, yes, dog fighting. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He took dogs and he put them in fights. That's fucking and, sick. Yeah, and then after that, he lied about it. But my thing is, is do you put that in the same conversation as Safi Joseph Jr. and what he's he was doing with horses? Because I personally do. It's for me, I would too, because it's mistreatment of animals in general. Yeah. We're not talking about just horses, even though this is the topic of horses. We're talking about mistreatment of animals, and this for our own purpose. This is not like a human and animal like 50 50 kind of thing this is okay we're better than them this is like survival of the fittest kind of thing but abuse style so it's like we're gonna force them to work for our own benefit and just keep making them do that over and over and over until this something like this happens and they literally pass away because of it yeah and that's that's what i mean to me it's still animal abuse either way so that for that reason i don't this is why I don't I'm not into the Kentucky Derbies because of things like to this. be honest I can I can agree with that I don't really feel comfortable with like animal betting like or like betting on like fights or animals I meant MMA fights are lit I love fucking seeing people beat the shit out of each other <laughs> like when it, up. Yeah, when, it, when it comes to like the animals and the horses when it comes to like the 
the beings that don't have that verbal say of what they want and what they don't want, I get a bit iffy about, you know? I know it's two completely different things for the viewers that are listening or even watching on TikTok right now. I know that it's two completely different things where like one was the dogs were fighting each other and then the horses were racing each other. But at the same time, they're... It had the same result. You're you know putting two I mean? animals against each other for human benefit. Exactly, and well, for money. That's for money. literally that's literally what this is about. Is I I want to make money off of this. Yeah. In, in terms of like making money off of it, there are also like some more positive aspects to this realm as well. Like there's um, specific foundations, specifically in Colorado, that are making money and accumulating money through organizations and GoFundmes to promote the reservation um, of these wildlife lands yeah. for the wild mustangs for the wild horses so you know it, it it's it all depends on the, per, the it, person behind yeah. the dollar at the end of the day yeah. and what your intention is with the money if you're betting illegally or betting betting on darker things or you know putting your money into a profit organization i don't know like have y'all seen a mustang just run Yes. yes. Just like no yes. human on back. It'll just run. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of sport I would watch is if you just see like these free roaming untamed, like not untamed, but they're like running either in a straight line or around a track, no human interaction. And they're yeah. just running. Yeah. That would be cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. Just seeing all five so of these organic. Things. They're just yeah. moving. Yeah. They're just I agree. Moving. I agree with you. That would be so cool to watch because now you're really seeing horsepower. Yeah. And, oh. and then- Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> wink, wink. I, I see what you did. But the the one the one thing that I do want to say is I said in uh, before this segment that it was going to go to a turn uh, into some good news. As you were saying, Colorado, yeah, they put rules there and regulations saying that you we have to protect these animals. Yeah, which so, is really really good because not a lot of people want to advocate for animals anymore. And but this is coming right after the Kentucky Derby. Now, do you think it's this happened like because of the Kentucky Derby and what they saw was happening with the horses? Or do you think that this was just a reoccurring problem that they're now just solving? Maybe it's both. Maybe maybe it's both. I think it's both because this might've been a motivator for them, but this is probably a problem that they were already addressing. So this might be like that push that they needed to be like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing. So it could have been a little bit of both. Yeah. I think, I think I, I agree with you guys. I think it is a little bit of both, but at the same time, it's, it's good to see that Colorado's heading into the right direction, especially towards treatment with horses. And hopefully the rest of the United States can follow that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Go Mustangs. Go Mustangs, not Ford. Yeah, definitely not for you. <laughs> More of an a Koenigsegg guy myself. For those car guys that know that. All right, um, let's JDM. <laughs> JDM. Give me my Skyline. NSX already. Honda ninety two. Leave. No, <laughs> ain't no way. Anyways, they, let's wrap up the segment. They can fight for hours. <laughs> anyway, talking about horsepower, both machine and animal, we're gonna wrap it up and head on to our next segment. So stay tuned. With the ever-growing technological field of artificial intelligence or AI. Many nations are taking action to avoid a chaotic development between humans and robots. In recent news, a European parliament has proposed possible legislation for the steady development and usage of AI in Europe. This legislation would prevent the creation of a societal infrastructure with the prime usage of AI. From ChatGPT to cyber defense tools, AI is beginning to become one of the most widely used tools in widely discussed topics around the world. 
Do you believe imposing laws onto the use and creation of AI is going to slow developers in their goal of a cyberpunk society? No. Take it away. Absolutely not. It's not. Really? Because this, yes, for the government, it's just going to be an early fear of what's to come. We've already discussed about how the big billionaires have already been trying to slow down the whole process of ChatGBT and all of these bots. Like we even talked about the chaotic crime a while back about how an AI called chaos GBT was left running for months and it already had AIs. It already built a fan base on social media. Man's had of, friends. Yeah. It, an AI <laughs> built friends. Like, come He's on. Been thinking about I wish things. it was easy for me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be just with chat GBT. <laughs> But honestly, with ChatGPT, they've been talking about, uh, I think their new program called GPT-4 or something, their new language model that actually started showing human emotion and language, like actual realistic. See, that scares me. And it scares me too, which is why I'm with the fact that I wouldn't want a structure based upon like with main pieces of it being based upon AI. Especially yeah. when the smartest people in the world, you know, I'm going to keep on going back to this and I'm, and I know I'm going on about it, but you know. I think the people that should be in AI right now and developing it are not there and they know why. And they're trying to warn us that be like, do not play around with AI. It is a, it, it, yeah. It's like hitting that red button. Do not push that red button because if you do, something bad is going to happen. I feel like that's what they're telling us with AI still to this day. So people like Elon Musk and all of them that are opting out of it and being like, I don't want nothing to do with it. There's a reason for that. See, I'm going to take the other side. Right? I know you are. I know. <laughs> I'm going to take the other side. And the reason is I don't see that developers are going to stop reaching for that cyberpunk society. But that doesn't mean they're going to achieve it. We still have AI as a tool. Yes, it's still like continuously developing. But it's not to that point where we can just slap an AI into an Android body right. and just be like, oh, okay, now it's a, like a human. You can like walk around. You, you, yeah. you, you put a thought into my head. You said a very good word there. AI is a tool, right? Yes. What happens when you give that tool a conscience? Then it becomes a, it's already. It becomes a problem. That's what happens. Yeah. So that's why it developing a conscience. That's why all of these are in place. These early, it's an early fear of what's to come. That's, they're afraid that once it becomes or once it gets that consciousness, then it's going to be like, oh, okay, I don't need humans, which is okay. entirely possible. Wait. Okay, but, but you're saying it's a tool. We're using yes. it as a tool. So therefore, where people are using AI. So if we give AI a conscious, what happens when people use people? Wait, I actually, right? like, that's a good take, but I have a different question though. Okay. I'm kind of confused with the question that we're being asked in general. So if we're considering AI as a tool, right, and humans are known to use tools to create, what would we use instead of our, uh, instead of AI as a basis then if we were to create an infrastructure without AI? Without AI? Well, without. I was thinking like without, then that means it would pretty much be the society we're in except a few years back. So this would be like the society of, you know, without 2016, things. the good music days. They're basically <laughs> yeah, saying they're basically saying cell phones have gotten too like advanced. Advanced that now we need AI, which I disagree with. I personally disagree. I with. wouldn't even say they're getting too advanced. It's just getting to the point where AI is becoming more it's just growing of, rapidly. Well, it is, but it's becoming more of a human convenience for us at this moment. Yeah, that's right. why I say it's that tool. But because now I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that conversation after you're done with your 
what your take. Yeah, so. I was just going to say that uh, for this, like this, going back to that question, like Jordan was saying, of that creation of a cyberpunk society, mm-hmm. if we're going without, we're going backwards because now we're just staying at one point of saying, okay, we're going, we want to make it more convenient, but we want to do it without machine intervention, so to speak. So we're just yeah. like developing more tools it's, to aid more tools. Whereas AI, hard. yeah, where yeah, AI it, is more of like that tool that's like, okay, you just push a button and it does all I the work that. for It's you. like you're that's asking people to advance without technology. Right. Like, how do you do that? I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I, get, I, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, as we just said, we're, we're using it as a tool. Using is the key word there. So my question to you was, what happens when people use people? The person that's getting used tends to get mad and tries to get revenge on the person, usually, right? So what happens when AI realizes that we're using AI? We unplug it. We unplug it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm scared of. That's what I'm scared of. I'm scared of what happens when AI is like, all right, fuck you. That's a problem. All right, and that's a problem that we haven't gotten to what yet. If, what if like an AI went crazy and like turned off all the Wi-Fi? Well, that's that's what we're talking about, Chat GPT, or like not Chat, but Chaos. There could be a movie that does that. That's what you were talking about, Chaos GPT, where it had all of those. Yeah, it was getting all destroy those. Destroy the world. Yeah, it was whoever programmed it. And but then let's be honest, though, if you if you're gonna make an AI without a kill switch, that's just stupid. Like you're just gonna let an AI just run around um, for no reason. People in the chat be saying that AI is going crazy. So yeah, it's it just is. evident. It's yeah. both positive and negative. It's literally just peaking at this point. This but, is, yeah. It's a hot topic. Well, that's another thing that I have a question about is, you know, what if what if we were meant to just have AI as a tool and we're just reading into it? What if we're at the peak with AI and we're trying to put something on AI that isn't possible, right? Like what happens if like giving AI conscious is really a bad thing and we don't know that and we do it. You know, I mean, that's a problem. We can't control that afterwards. So how do we fix that? I mean, we don't have we don't have structures to fix anything, to shut down anything. Once we give it a conscious, there's no going back. Like I said, unplug it. But what happens? uh, But what happens if you can't do that? The thing is, if you manufacture exactly. Exactly. That that's why you have to plan. Scary. That's why you have to plan ahead. That's why all these people are go- like saying like, nah, I don't want part of it because there's no plan ahead if something does go wrong. Well, the thing is, I mean, if you manufacture an AI without a kill switch, that's just stupid because the, all of this technology, if something goes wrong, it's going to have a kill switch to just cut it off immediately. Yes, it's possible. It's, enti- it's a low, but it's possible that an AI could read that kill switch and just be like, okay, turn that off. That's what happens with the consciousness. So if you give an AI consciousness, okay, right, you're not going to be able to just, all right, it's off. That's why, why like, wouldn't you though? If if you give it, so we were talking about giving it its own consciousness, giving it its own body, that type of thing, having it be like a person, right? What if the AI is stronger than us and we don't even know it? And then after that, we can't stop it. And then after that, it creates more AIs to try to take over the world and I everything like that. I think you're like on that. to something. And Let I think exactly. we're getting on to that. Yeah. Exactly. Let me just put you on this. An AI is a creation of humans. While yeah. it does have the potential to be stronger than us, it's only as strong as we make it. Not true. It's At the moment, it's as strong as, as we make yeah, it. Yeah, at yes. the moment. When we're using it as a tool, not so, when it has its own consciousness. So we can still develop. If you see it's getting to that point, we can keep monitoring it. So we can, if it gets, so it starts getting to that point, that's when you can just pull the plug. Have you ever heard of the saying that you're always going to be better than your mentor? No. 
Okay. Well, uh, that's 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 a big saying in my family. Okay. My family, right? You have you have two people, my mom and my dad, and they give me knowledge. And now I have both of their knowledge, and then I'm going to expand on that, and I'm going to be better than that. That's the thing that I'm saying. AI, yes, it's under humans, but once it gets its own consciousness, that's when AI becomes better than us and more complex and everything like that to the point where we can't stop it. Then look at this. You've seen, if we're going to take that topic, look at like movies of how we've done it. Look at, uh, I don't even know the game, Beyond, what is it? Beyond Two Souls or whatever it is, that Android game. I don't know the name of it, but there's that one. There's iRobot with Will Smith. You have those concepts of it where an AI is going to have those fundamental rules that cannot be broken regardless. It doesn't matter how intelligent they become. If it's programmed, do not kill humans. Do not do this. Do not do that. It can't break that. Oh, that's it can't great. rewrite that. So what that. happened with chaos? It doesn't matter. It can't rewrite that. The same thing with chaos. It was given five rules. It's going to abide by those five rules. Yeah, like especially at the end. Right? Yeah, at the end, it's going to abide by those rules regardless. It's going to start there, and regardless of if it gets a conscious or I'm not, just, uh, it's still going to have those five rules that it abides by, I'm or however saying, many rules. I'm just saying, whenever there's a rule as a, as a you know person and everything, you tend to find a way to break that. You, f- you tend to find a way to make that happen. Maybe maybe that's just like the actual so fine line if between we're thinking AI consciousness like and human But well, hold on, hold on. But if we're thinking like that, right? If we're thinking we're going to find a way to, you know, go around this, there's, there's, always, there's always a loophole, right? If we're thinking that, imagine what AI is thinking, especially when you, in a few podcasts ago in season one, you were like, yeah, it's obviously going to be at the point where they're better than us and they're doing everything better than us and everything yeah, like that. I still so believe that. If we're thinking like that, right? That there's a loophole between everything. Imagine what they're thinking. That's that's the point. They're, they're always going to be a step ahead, right? They're always going to be like, all right, boom. They're always going to have that. So therefore, why would you give that a consciousness? Especially when it's one that is a tool right now. You know what I mean? We're using it as a tool. And for people that are using Snapchat AI just for fun and just messing around and fucking around with it, right? Fucking around with it. What happens when they get consciousness? That's that's, That's what people aren't thinking about. And we don't have a plan to stop that yet. And that's why everybody is pulling out, which is exactly what I'm saying. It's not a good idea. Okay. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, me too. It makes sense. But like I said, like you said before, with that point where I said they're going to be better than us, I still agree with that. We're getting to a point where AI is developing very fast and, hold on, it's getting to a point where they still can develop. Like they can develop consciousness, they can still develop all of these things, but we're still developing them. So it doesn't matter. They're still a tool. So if we see that, we can catch things like that right now. So they're still in that development process. We're looking far in the future of, oh, they could get a consciousness. They could take over the world. They could do these things. It's still I think could. it's happening quicker than we think. Yes, but that doesn't mean we can, still can't monitor it. It's still possible to just sit and watch what an AI until is doing. You give it a body. You mean until you give it a body. Until you give it a consciousness and a way to work around stuff and a way to find those loopholes and everything like that, yeah, it's fine. But once you give it that body, once you give it that consciousness, once you give it its own thinking, no, we're fucked. Even when you give it a body, look at Elon Musk. He even designed an Android body for an AI and it was functioning as usual. 
but he specifically designed that body to be outrun by humans, even the slowest humans. It's what its running pace is a walking pace. So any human could run that, outrun that just about. So AI is still a tool. And even if we put it into a body, we manufacture those bodies. AI does not create this body on its own. It's we like can give it a consciousness, but there's creation. still limitations. We talked to about this. We talked about this on the 1.0 podcast. Remember when we were talking about fatalities and um, Mortal Kombat and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, that's what would happen. That's what would happen if we tried to stop it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. You know, because actually with that, I'm a little <laughs> bit lost because when you say fatalities, what do you mean? Like, are you talking about fatality in the sense of just like worldwide chaos or like Robocop style? Because Robocop is still- no, like if you try to touch, if you try to stop it from what it's doing, it's going to fuck you up. In what way? We're, it's in a body that yeah, we it's designed. It's an AI. They know, they know everything. They know what our weakness is. They know what everything is. That's like putting an AI into a body of a snail. What the fuck is it going to do? Yes, it has all the intellectual yeah. body, but literally you just, you still can just be like, crush the snail. We made, like I said, we made the body of the AI. You're always better than your mentor, buddy. I'm just saying. We made the body of the AI. So either way, if it can have all the knowledge in the world, it doesn't matter. We can still get that edge up. All right. So Live Zone thinks it's a bad idea. Step next thinks step. It's a good idea. Next step thinks it's a good idea. Jordan? I think it's a bad idea. I feel like humans need to do so much work on understanding the own human realms of consciousness that they shouldn't be creating different realms of consciousness and intelligence. But I can also get with like the scientific and beneficial advancements that come with the the technology. Yeah, but yeah, and I guess it just freaks me out. How are you going to learn cyber. without experimentation though? That's the thing. Okay, tools, but wait, hold that on. experimentation could also be the end of the world. So you're playing around with something that you shouldn't be playing around with. But look at cybersecurity. Those tools, if we're talking about cyber, those tools weren't just crafted out of nowhere. Somebody had to be like, okay, I need to test this. Somebody probably Yo. broke into some network bank somewhere See? and that backfired. And now they have a tool where they can still do that, but it's useful for the good. So See, I, I can get that, but... The thing that's like really solidifying my idea is the fact that the people actually designing these are stepping back. I don't know as much as they do. And the fact that they're stepping back kind of freaks me out. And they're the smartest people in the world. I'm like, what do you know that's making you want to stop? You know, because usually scientists want to keep going and they want to keep experimenting. And the only thing, the only thing that I'm finding out that like as AI goes on is we don't have a way to stop it. That's the only thing that I could think of that would be like, all right, well, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You don't have a way. You don't have a procedure. You don't have a focus to stop it. And if you give that a consciousness or a body, now you're giving it the way to move around, make things, make new AIs, take over the world, that type of thing. So therefore, I think it's a bad idea. I can see where you're coming from, though, Mr. Cyberpunk. I can see it. (laughs) It's a 2v1. And speaking of cyberpunk, I'm one for cyberpunk and cyberpop music beats. <laughs> Those it, are good. But <laughs> when it comes to that, like AI stuff and intelligence, I'm a bit iffy. But I do want to hear from from everybody, from all the fans and all the people that are yeah, listening or, or watching. I, I want to know, do you think AI is, a, given the AI a conscious, do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's a bad idea? Let us know. Yeah, definitely let us know. And we will be sharing the results. Anyway, after that heated debate about AI and whether or not it's good or bad for society, we're going to head on to some even more chaotic news. So stay tuned for that. 
if you look like a model. Mr. G-Boss is looking for 100 male and female models for the Bling Bling Fashion here in Talent Show. Saturday, June 3rd, Roxbury Community College. Kids, teens, adults, hair salons, and barber stylists. Call 617-319-4864. Auditions are being held this week. If you thought about being a model, this is a great opportunity to be in the Bling Bling Fashion Hair Talent Show. If you sing gospel, hip-hop, call 617-319-4864. Mia. Yes, littering is a crime and it's wrong, but no one said anything about pasta. Yes, you heard that right. In New Jersey last week, hundreds of pounds of pasta had been dumped in the forest. Suspicions lingered through the town. Some say it's just spring cleaning and others blame the town's poor waste removal coordination. What do you guys think about this? I think it's awful. I think as an Italian person, this is like the worst thing that could have happened to an Italian person. Like, like this is, this is, this is like, you don't do this. Like, why? <laughs> is that your question? Yeah. See, what's funny though, is you said some say it's spring cleaning. So you're telling me that people just have thousands of pounds of pasta. And you're wasting it? And you're wasting it and throwing it in the middle of a forest. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. when I, I don't was like actually it. when I was actually composing some research on this, um, people in the town were having speculations that someone was just throwing out all this old pasta because it was just stacked up in the house from COVID and they had too much and there was poor um, waste removal coordination within the town, so they just put it in the forest. But did you guys know? In this image, if you guys look it up, the pasta in the woods, you will find it. It looks like it's cooked. It wasn't. It was- yeah, it wasn't. It was actually the rain, right? Mm-hmm. It rained and it made the pasta all soggy and stuff like that. Uh, like it was cooked. So it, but at yeah. the same time, you don't waste pasta. You go make some fettuccine Alfredo with that. Come on now. Oh, sorry. Continue. They got heated. I yeah. think about like, he, he's doing the hands and everything. He's yeah. got the he got the Italian hands and everything. Yeah, I got everything. the Italian slap coming to him too. Um, <laughs> I just find this so bizarre. I feel like I've never heard anything like this. And if I was the person that discovered this in the woods, I would be like, "What the hell did I touch? Like, like am I? Some. Did I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> be like, be like, is this like some kind of nest or something? <laughs> <laughs> then you realize it's like, I would be oh, like, it's noodle. Yeah, that's pasta. <laughs> Starts eating. Um, the critters in the forest were probably like, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were over the hedge part too. Like, Feasting. Love it. That, um, honestly, to me, it seems like something you'd see right at a regular show. Have like, you ever, <laughs> have you sure. guys, have you ever, have you guys ever watched Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs? Yes. yes. You know how it rains pasta? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's what it reminded yep. me of. <laughs> uh, that movie always made me hungry. Right. I'm That's why I can't watch now. it. It's meatballs, you know, Italian can't meatballs. Relate. I'm not really a huge meat person. I like what? pasta though. Pasta is good. You guys talk about like peanut butter burgers, okay? Don't be. Hey, 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 They're hey, leaving the Boston studio. Boston burgers, it's good, all right? Do not diss on the peanut butter and banana yo, burger. Yo, not even just that. Peanut butter and jelly burger on a pretzel bun. Come on now. On a pretzel bun? On a pretzel bun. Come on. You know Come what? Come on. Pot take, pasta bun. Or pasta burger. Uh, I You know, we kind of had, had something near that. Like, I, we've from kinda, my Carly? 
But we've kind of had something near that. We've had the closest thing that I think. I, well, no, I definitely had a mac and cheese burger, but we've had mac and cheese grilled cheese before. That, yeah, that mac is Mac and cheese grilled cheese is so delicious. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> mac and cheese burgers, though. But but wasting pasta, we got to... It's not okay. It's not okay. See, we're talking about not wasting pasta, and then we go to the forest, and they're wasting all yeah, the pasta. Yeah. What, what the hell? A lot of people <laughs> were concerned about this act, though. They yeah. said, why would they do that? They could have donated yeah. the food. Mm-hmm. They could have put... A way better purpose to this. Yeah, maybe could have made some maybe, fettuccine Alfredo. Maybe it was expired. Maybe the pasta I was expired. I don't think pasta expires for like years. But even so, even if it was expired, like you fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Regardless, fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> it's just for the aesthetic. We'll put it in resin. <laughs> just made mac-, mac and cheese, fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Make it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, all this pasta talk's making me hungry, so we're gonna wrap it up with the good news, and then we're gonna go get something to eat, maybe. So just get some fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) maybe fettuccine Alfredo. Maybe. Stay tuned. (laughs) Well-known Jaden Smith is going viral for his new "I Love You" restaurant. This is a vegan food establishment designed on the pay for the person behind you philosophy. Those experiencing homelessness will receive food for free, whereas people who are well off purchase food with a decently increased price. It is also stated that Jaden also distributes his own Just Water, an eco-friendly water brand he established as well. And honestly, that water is insane. It's so yummy. And it's you know what's funny? And everything. You know what's funny? It's boxed water. It and is you know why? Water. Wait, what? J- the just water? Oh, he made that? Yeah, yeah, he made that. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's boxed water, so it's automatically elite rather than bottled water and canned water, except canned water is different. What Can- do you think about canned water? I think it it's, hits different. I, I totally think it hits different, like the temperature wise. I think. Even, not, even when it's cold, honestly. No, I'm saying like. Nah, not bottled water. See, Live Zone's holding up a bottle of water right now, flavored water. That doesn't hit different. That. No, Got obviously it. not flavored, but if we're just talking about like water, but I mean, you put one of these in the freezer for like 10 minutes. Guys, it's what do you, different. what do you guys think about Jaden Smith? Like using his, his name and his access to resources to do something good for his community. I That's think it's awesome. awesome. I think it's, I think, you know, looking at Jaden Smith and, you know, going from like a rapper that had one hit song to going to do better things for the community based off of his name. I think personally, that's amazing. I think that, you know, this this is what we need to see from more famous people is instead of helping yourself, help the community as well. Obviously, help yourself till you need. But, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, all right, well, I don't need it no more. I'm just racking it. Right. You know like I mean? just be at least use your millions and billions of dollars to help pay back the community. Exactly. You know, yeah, like we have so many that built you up. Right. And, and I, I do want to say um, on a side note that, you know, whatever whatever happens with TCN and when we, you know, obviously get big because we are amazing. Um, I, I do want to say that, you know, we will be going to charities and we will be doing things oh, that like Jane Smith is doing. Like th- this is the type of stuff that we're looking at. We love the good news and we love yeah. helping people out, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's great news and a great way to end off this Wonderful episode. Absolutely. So this has been the first episode of the second season for Chasing the Chaos. New and improved. Up next up. I'm Jordan. And I'm Livezone. And we'll catch you in the next episode.